Who am I? 28th of January, 2020. I mentioned that I've been reviewing some old writings recently, which included insights and epiphanies that helped me to deal with the challenges I faced during a fast-moving period of my life. I thought I might write a book about them. This book, as it turns out. But maybe my interest in the past was also a little to do with approaching a big birthday. Whilst age is not an institution I subscribe to, as I plan to live to an unconventionally old age in mint condition, I am aware that I'm entering a new chapter of my life. Since parting with my last business a couple of years ago, and simultaneously deciding not to continue competing in the sport of equestrian endurance, I have felt increasingly isolated. I've been reclusive for a number of years whilst rewilding in Wales, though it hasn't been a problem until now. A sense of isolation only crept in after letting go of the glue that gave me a reason to deal with the challenges of such a remote and rustic lifestyle. On the plus side, the last two years have provided a space for introspection, but it's not been easy or restful, and it hasn't been a productive time in terms of contributing to the wider world either, which doesn't sit well with me. The result was diminishing self-worth, which begged the question, who am I? In part, the answer came from reviewing these old writings, as I could see that I'm the sum total of all my experiences, and I'm certainly not done yet. Far from it. I can also see that I've earned my stripes. So I'm pleased to say my self-worth is now restored. In my scribblings, there were a few quotes from books I'd read which particularly resonated with this recent experience. The first is from Conversations with God. Every act is an act of self-definition. Everything you think, say, and do declares, this is who I am. The question is, is this who I choose to be? My take is that our thoughts create beliefs which influence what we say and do. Not only that, Thought is powerful and acts as our point of attraction in the field of potentials that exists all around us. What we think about ourselves, good or bad, brings us experiences and situations that reinforce this view. So if we want to change who we are, we have to notice what we think about ourselves. Obviously, this is easier said than done. But with awareness and practice, it's possible to create new thoughts which are more dominant. As our awareness expands, every moment becomes an opportunity to redefine ourselves. The second quote is from Abraham, a source of spiritual wisdom channeled by Esther Hicks. You can't be joyful about where you are and not get to where you want to be. You can't get to where you want to be and be frustrated about where you are. This is a continuation of the first quote. The field of potentials doesn't differentiate between reality and imagination, or between what we feel good or bad about. It simply responds to the physics of energy. The balanced and positive energy of joy is a powerful force for attracting what we want, and the negative and unbalanced energy of frustration is a powerful force for attracting more of what we don't want. Again, Awareness of what we think and feel is crucial. Many years ago, ideas like this required a huge leap of faith for me, 
I questioned myself all the time until I had amassed sufficient personal evidence to know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is how things work and you can leverage the system to your advantage. Today, it's different. We know that thought has energy, which affects us and our world. Also, as increasing numbers of people search for more in their lives, it's not such a stretch to embrace these concepts.